You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Welcome to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and I have my friends with me, uh, both Frank and Frank. Two Franks with me today. And uh, let's start down at the end this time. Say your name, Frank. Frank DePietro. Frank DePietro. And I got it wrong last time on our other broadcast. This is Frank Seamster. Got his name right because I've known him for over 30 years. But I've known the other Frank for a long time, and I never have got it right yet. But he told me his wife gets it wrong every once in a while, so I'll just take that. But anyway, we're together here to talk about revival. But more than that, the last podcast we did, we talked about the problem we have today is another Jesus. Is there another Jesus? No, but there's one being preached. I called it the commercial Jesus or the popular Jesus. And people are preaching another Jesus, but they're not doing it on purpose. It's the only one they know that's been presented by our society, culture, and uh you know, the way it's just been brought up in church and people don't know any better. But today we're going to talk about another gospel. Paul said that if, if people preach another gospel, people easily accept it. And that was in his day. Well, how much more in our day are people easily accepting another gospel than the one that he preached? And we want to wake up to it. And like I said, we're not being critical. It's the only gospel people know because a lot of young preachers especially, but it doesn't have to be the young ones, they've come up through church and they've listened to a gospel about me and humanism and self-centeredness, and so they want to help people. They sincerely want to help people, and they just don't know. They think the best way to help people is to talk about themselves and to to feel sorry for people and to to help them through their hurts is to just just, uh, sympathize with people and tell them, well, you know, just keep going. Just keep trying. And sometimes the worst advice you can give somebody is to keep going. Sometimes you need to stop and do something different. You know, I've had the guys, I've had people, have you ever heard the sermon? Your, your blessings just around the corner. Yeah. And I tell people, no, not, there's nothing around the corner. If you don't change That's what right. you're doing, you're going right. to just get the same old, same old. So Paul says, the problem is that he, you can get another gospel and find out that you easily accept it. And that's the problem, easily accepted. And when people hear about themselves, about them, it's all about self-centeredness, self, me, me, me. Of course, that's their favorite subject. So there is no other gospel, but, but even with good intentions, we can hear another compromise the gospel, the gospel uh, about me, the gospel about my pain, the gospel about my mistakes, the gospel about I'm a victim, the gospel about my circumstances. And, uh, and, and all of a sudden, we're not we're not wanting to follow we're wanting to be carried right. we're just wanting to be carried and this is not about being carried it's about uh being followed and i was just discussing right before we started how often we even get the concept that when jesus is hanging on the cross he he was just thinking about me he was thinking about me really really i think this is a much bigger thing than about me but we like that concept and uh And we kind of forget that when God started this whole thing, the command came down from the beginning. Love me. God said, love me with all your heart. 
And once you start learning to love God, teaching people to love God, it's going to go right. But if you start making God put you first, you know, it's, and you think he should, that's not going to go that well for you. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's where I start. I start with people like, love God, and it's going to go right for you. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, oh, I think that's right, because... Sadly, the, 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 the main message today is, first and foremost, love yourself. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to, you got to love yourself. And that's the complete opposite of the gospel. Yeah. That's the complete opposite of what Jesus taught. And I believe, I believe because of that, because of that, that theme, because of that, of, of that, of that point of loving yourself, I believe that's why we have seen so many, uh, uh, of the mega churches, and I, I'm not against mega churches. I, I I thank God for people that are, that are going to church, but you know I, I think about you know sometimes some of our mega churches we we have become like Walmart super centers, our, our mega churches, and not just the mega churches. A lot of churches have become like Walmart super centers. It's like Walmart goes into a community, and the first thing that they do is they shut down the mom and pop operations, yeah. the small churches. You know they shut them down. And, 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 and does that mean that their socks are better than the socks that mom, mom and pop sold? No, no, no. What Walmart does, they come in and they cut the price. And we see that a lot in the churches today. They mm -hmm. come in and they cut the price. It's all about me. It's all about you being a victim. It's not about Jesus. It's not about putting Jesus first. And we have become more in love with his P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S than his P-R-E-S-E and C-E. We have become more in love with what he can give us instead of being in love with the God, you know, and, and that, that we should be. And we haven't sought first Do you, th do you think that scripture God. about they're preaching what our itching ears want to hear? <laughs> right. And I want to give them a break. I want to say maybe they're just preaching what they don't even know what they're doing, but some do know what they're doing. Yes, yeah, some do know. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, and that is possible. But it's possible they yeah. don't know what they're yeah, doing. Because as the culture goes today, you know, it, uh, uh, it's, like, it's like you see, you see this, this, this minister, you see this big church, especially if it's a mega church or a big-name church, and they got a certain way that they dress or they got a certain way that they, then all of a sudden you start seeing all these copycats, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they think that that's what draws the people. Yeah. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm relevant to the people. And, and so we've, I think we've made it too easy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and we haven't preached the, the gospel. We haven't yeah. preached the word yet because, you know, Jesus said, he who seeks to save his life shall lose it, but he who loses his life for my sake in the gospel shall find it. Yeah, and some, like I said, some might think maybe I'm, I or we, I'm being critical, uh, and especially if they're a successful ministry. But, right. you know, no. I've, I've, I've been on everything. Sure. I've written the books. I've been on everything. I've been on every show. I've been in, I've been on, in Newsweek magazine. Even a lot of them haven't, but yeah. I have. So I'm not being critical. Right. Uh, I know what it is to, to be successful in these things. But it's just, I know also what works, and I just want to encourage those preachers, just be careful with this uh, and get it on the gospel of who it's about. You know, one of my favorite scriptures, just short little scripture from Mark chapter 1. one. Do you know the gospel of Mark's first gospel written? Right. And the first line of the first gospel says, the gospel about Jesus Christ. And yet, I, I, I know I scroll, scroll through some of the one-liners, sermons on the internet, you know, and I hear about... <laughs> He's not even mentioned. Right. 
even if a scripture is, it's still to back up. You can do it. It's about you. I'm sorry for you. Just, oh, and oh. and then you read, get to the book of Revelation. People love the, oh, the book of Revelation. And it says, the revelation of Jesus, of Jesus Christ. Christ. It's yeah. a, it's, well, I need a revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you it, just stay on that and realize there's a whole world of sermons out there for preachers, teachers, churches that, are, uh, that, that haven't even been touched on yet. And that's where you get the transformation. Not being critical, just right. being a pastor to pastors and leaders uh, everywhere. That we can get on the mark and keep going. And uh, so I just love those two scriptures. Just get yeah. us on the mark. And uh, help us. So we just got to come to the point where we get to the gospel that stops talking about us. And we start falling in love with this man, Jesus Christ. And that's going to happen. It's got to happen. And I I believe it will. I mean, finally, you just get tired of talking about yourself. and, And I believe, too, we just keep praying. I mean, if I can get it, the revelation of Jesus Christ, and say, I want to know this man. I want to know this man, Jesus, that anybody can do it. You can do it. We can do it. And, and that's why we're praying for uh, the revive us now. Revive right. us now, right? Uh-huh. Well, down on the other hand, i got my other friend, Frank. He's wrote a, written a great book, The Fire, that once was all about revival. And uh, you can get this book on Amazon.com. You should get it so you can understand uh, the history of revival, and especially in America and the great moments of revival. And I was talking, when you, t- when you talk about the gospel about Jesus Christ, people get them, well, people get in circumstances where <laughs> talking about themselves and their feelings mm-hmm. doesn't get it. You, you're in the emergency room with a child sick or somebody in an accident. You don't want them to sit down and, and talk about your feelings. You need to get a hold of God. Right. And uh, so we were talking about uh, you get in war or emergency or whatever, you need the true gospel. You need Jesus on the scene. Tell us something about that in history. Well, there's nothing more desperate than a country in war, and there's nothing more desperate than that than being on the front lines of that war. So in, in 1861, the Civil War broke out in America, but it was in the middle of the Great Prayer Revival also, which eventually turned into the third great awakening but it was it, it was a, a a group of soldiers not on and not only in the south but north and south that were crying out for god because that was their dna from the past five years before the war even came along was prayer prayer jesus our help our hope the light of the world so they were they were crying out for god even in between the battles that they were fighting and frank by the way you know most people listening studied the civil war and never heard of the prayer no, revival no. Now, Before most- and during, it's 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 just fantastic to read of the prayer revival going on around the campfires on both right. sides right. during the war. So was, I'm I'm really yes. glad you brought that up. It was so amazing uh, from what was happening. One newspaper man said, "I was so in awe seeing a general leading his thousands of soldiers not onto the field of battle but onto their knees in prayer." Such such a, a revival that broke out. It broke out in, in 1863, the winter of 1863, and President Robert E. Lee's, I mean, uh, General Robert E. Lee's uh, Army of Northern Virginia and the Stonewall Brigade, Stonewall Jackson, who was baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. He, before the war broke out, he was already baptized in that. But the revival broke out, and it just spread. It was just like, uh, like a, a tidal wave that spread through the Confederate Army. Before long, the roster of, of revival was just every unit in the Confederate Army. It jumped the Confederate Army of Northern Virginia into the Army of the Tennessee, uh, General Johnson's Army, General Johnson. 
Johnson was baptized, uh, along with General Hood and some of the other great Confederate soldiers. But it didn't stop there. In Chattanooga, it jumped the Chattanooga River and landed in the Union Army. Yeah, and here right. you, had, you had hundreds of human soldiers being baptized in the Chickamauga River while the Confederates are on the hillside cheering and clapping every time a soldier Amazing. was dunked and the power of the Holy Spirit just covered that whole area. Mm -hmm. And then two months later, what were they doing? They were fighting the Battle of Chancellorsville. After the Battle of Chancellorsville, there was another great revival meeting. It seemed like the war interrupted their revival meetings. <laughs> and uh, well, President, I mean, uh, I don't know why I had a president on my mind, uh, General Jackson, when he had his arm amputated, the next day he asked what was going on, and instead of finding out about where the units were, they were talking about the great revival meeting they had the night before after the battle where 1,800 soldiers gave their lives to wow. Jesus Christ. So God is everywhere. God is in our, in our good times, in our bad times, in our desperate times, and in our glorious times. He mm -hmm. is the God of revival. He is the God of hope, and, and, and his name is Jesus. What other God in the world uh, uh, could ever stand up to the God who created everything that God was made out of. Yeah. Is that too deep? No. <laughs> you know, our God was the only uncreated God. Yes, right. So, you know, it's just, it's just such a, a thrill to be able to find out when you study the true history of America, how yeah. it's, it's really the true history, kind of like Acts, of how the Holy Spirit moved moved and kept bringing America back to where it needs to be. And we're at the point right now where the greatest awakening revival is going to hit this country we've ever seen. We can't comprehend it. All of us that have been in revival are going to stand with our eyes wide open and an and, and awesome wonderment of a power that God's going to do. And it's going to be enough to change the world and even change Israel to say, we want what they have. That's right. And you know, uh, when, when, we got, when we got out of high school, everybody was trying to go find themselves. Now we're, we got gray hair and we've been a lot of miles on us and we're realizing the wisdom of what Jesus yes. really said. It's time to lose ourselves. Yes. And yes. we know we're going to have to do that. But we're not just losing ourselves. We're losing ourselves for another person. That's right. And Frank, we, we, mm. we know as, as we look at the news kind of it's it's not war exactly right. yet <laughs> but yeah. but we got war in our streets yes war between peoples and cultures and yeah. what what do you think well i'm i'm reminded as i was listening to frank what a wonderful wonderful uh, uh lesson history lesson that he was teaching us about and how god was moving and and if if you go back in in even from the beginning it was always when it was the darkest when yep. revival yes. when revival yes. showed up. And Isaiah got a hold of that in Isaiah chapter six and he, sixty, and he says, "As there is a gross darkness upon mm. the world and a darkness upon the people, arise and shine, shine. for the glory of God yes, is risen and yes. is come." Yes, and yes. we believe that that that's what's going to take place. The glory of God is coming in such a glorious and awesome and mighty way when there's nothing else but us, but just him. That's right, and that's why we have this podcast. So some of you, this is the only time you ever get to hear this kind of thing. Is there another gospel? Well, yes and no. There is no real other gospel, but is one being preached? Yeah. Is it bad people preaching it? No. It's just kind of the only thing they know. So they just need to hear some good, fresh news that the gospel of Jesus Christ is about Jesus Christ. We get on this man and we believe that God will rend the heavens and come down. Until next time, bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.